Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Looking to refresh your closet, home, or beauty routine this spring? Walmart's got all the stylish goods in one stop. From chic new looks and the latest makeup to quality furniture and tableware. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending for the hottest fashion, home, and beauty finds. Your style at Walmart. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The fires on the horizon signaled the fast-approaching onslaught of nuclear fallout. Our warning systems hadn't been quick enough. All they had succeeded in doing was underscoring the raucous booms that heralded the end of the world. Millions died in a second, and tens of millions sought shelter that would do nothing to protect them from the coming storms. What remained of the American leadership was pushed into a plan that had been in place for decades. The country's elite, politicians, generals, billionaires, were shepherded onto military planes all bound for the one place in America that would keep them safe. The Denver airport, or rather, the secret bunker hidden under it. From there, they would wait out the storm and prepare for the future of our devastated planet. They would go inside knowing that they might emerge as the last remnants of the human race. It was all part of the plan to protect the elite at the expense of the masses. Welcome to Conspiracy Theories, a ParCast original. Every Wednesday, we dig into the complicated stories behind the world's most controversial events and search for the truth. I'm Carter Roy. And I'm Molly Brandenburg. And neither of us are conspiracy theorists. But we are open-minded, skeptical, and curious. Don't get us wrong. Sometimes the official version is the truth. But sometimes it's not. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. 
And if you enjoy today's episode, the best way to help us is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. It really does help. We also now have merchandise. Head to parcast.com slash merch for more information. You can listen to previous episodes of Conspiracy Theories, as well as all of ParCast's other shows on Spotify and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. This is our second and final episode on the mysteries of the Denver International Airport. Located amidst the sprawling plains of Colorado, DIA is the largest airport in the United States and the second largest in the entire world, with a size double the island of Manhattan. DIA's construction was plagued with problems and setbacks. This resulted in a budget that ballooned from just under $2 billion to nearly $4 billion. The opening day was constantly pushed back as construction met more and more setbacks. When Denver International Airport finally opened in 1995, it was 16 months behind schedule. Despite all of that drama, when it opened, DIA featured fewer gates than Stapleton International, the airport it had been designed to replace. So where did all that money go? Could it have been rerouted to fund other secret structures within the airport? Of the money that we know actually went into building the airport, why was so much of it spent on odd boondoggles, like an automated baggage system that never worked, and a fiberglass tarp teepee roof over the main terminal that often rips and drops snow and rain on unsuspecting travelers? The Denver airport is also home to a number of bizarre pieces of art, some of which are disturbing, many of which are outright confusing, and all of which were commissioned by the city of Denver for millions of dollars. Are these works just eclectic expressions of bizarre points of view about the identity of Colorado? Or do they band together to indicate some kind of darker conspiracy? Denver International Airport is one of those subjects where any one odd factoid might be written off as just a strange outlier. It's only when you consider the myriad odd symbols and unanswered questions that a real conspiracy begins to arise. In this episode, we're going to explore two main theories about the secret of the Denver International Airport, as well as a handful of smaller theories that have become popular in recent years. The first conspiracy theory states that Denver International Airport is secretly hiding a survival bunker intended to house the leaders of the U.S. government and the broadly defined elite in the case of some apocalyptic event. The second theory alleges that Denver International Airport is full of signs left by the New World Order, outlining their plan to eradicate most of humanity and restart the human race, with DIA as the point of genesis. Beyond the overarching conspiracy about the New World Order's presence in the Denver airport, there are also a number of odd signs peppered throughout the airport that may lend themselves further to that theory. We'll wrap the episode up by discussing a few of them and what they could mean. 
Today's world doesn't lack for worst-case scenario thinkers. Oh, ever since the first hardware store opened, there have always been those that think the best use of their money, time, and energy is to build shelters and prepare for the end of the world. There's never been a shortage of world-ending threats for these doomsayers to point to as clear evidence that the end is nigh. Earthquakes, nuclear missiles, and plagues all make the case that some big event is going to wipe out most of humanity. But while it's easy to write off that one hermit neighbor who spends all of his time working on his fallout shelter, it's not the craziest thing in the world to consider how we might prepare for a doomsday scenario on a national scale. There are entire divisions of the U.S. government dedicated to prevention and response to all kinds of disasters. Is it really possible that the White House doesn't have a plan for the end of the world? One of the issues with defining specific theories in regards to the Denver International Airport is that after a while, they all kind of mesh together in a hodgepodge of suspicions and fear. Our first theory is among the closest things we have to a real, defined argument that the DIA has a secret purpose other than air travel. That theory is that the Denver International Airport is built on top of a doomsday bunker meant to house and protect the leadership of the United States and the quote-unquote elite during a doomsday event. This theory probably dates in some form or fashion back to the mid-1990s when the Denver airport first opened. But it became popularized more recently by a 2010 episode of the show Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. This is, of course, Jesse Ventura, the Navy soldier turned professional wrestler, turned movie actor, turned governor of Minnesota we're talking about. Despite that illustrious resume, Ventura decided he wasn't done changing the world. So, he starred in Conspiracy Theory, an investigative documentary series that ran on True TV from 2009 to 2012. The format of the show often featured Ventura traveling around the country investigating popular conspiracy theories interviewing key subjects, and dispatching his team of highly skilled investigators to track down leads. Interestingly, the Denver airport is not the main subject of this particular episode. Rather, it deals with a much misinterpreted Mayan prophecy about the end of the world. As a quick recap, the ancient Mayan calendar measured time in long cycles that could extend beyond 5,000 years. December 21st, 2012, marked the end of one of these cycles. As that date approached, some came to see the designated end of this cycle on the Mayan calendar as synonymous with a prophesied end of the world. The episode of Conspiracy Theory investigates the Mayan prophecy and boldly claims that the Denver airport houses the bunker where the U.S. leadership and other members of the elite will hide out when that prophesied apocalypse actually happens. So let's unpack this one. First off, the elite is a beloved buzzword for conspiracy theorists that, in cases like this one, is really too broad to mean anything. The term is synonymous with the powerful, which could be stretched to mean world leaders, military personnel, celebrities, and CEOs. Basically, anyone who has more money than you could be considered part of the elite. Ventura's show doesn't do much to narrow down the definition of the term. 
though it does treat it as interchangeable with the government. The link between a powerful cabal of leaders and the Denver airport can really be linked to one specific artifact. In March of 1994, the date that DIA was then scheduled to open after its original October 1993 projection was pushed back, Denver Mayor Wellington Webb christened a time capsule intended for the citizens of Colorado in the year 2094. Carved on that stone tablet is the inscription of a square and compass set around the letter G. This is the official symbol of the organization known as the Freemasons. The Freemasons are a centuries-old fraternal organization known for their secretive customs, bizarre symbols, and ties to other ancient societies like the Knights Templar. For a conspiracy theorist, a link to the Freemasons is kind of a golden ticket to make broader connections between a subject and a deeper conspiracy. But again, for all the broad posturing about the motivations of the elite, neither Ventura's show nor any other conspiracy theorist can link the time capsule's Freemason symbol to anything else with solid evidence to back it up. In fact, When you look at the broader context, the Denver airport's involvement in Ventura's show probably has more to do with its geographic location than with anything in the actual airport. Colorado is home to military bases and bunkers that may give a hint to what is supposedly hidden below the airport. As we discussed in our last episode, Denver Airport is among the busiest airports in the world because of its central location. It serves as a hub for connecting flights between the country's two coasts. Colorado is also a natural choice for a safe haven in the event of an apocalyptic event, particularly a nuclear strike. Given that any nuclear attack on America would likely target the east or west coast, the more central you can be, the safer you are. This is the reasoning behind the location of the Cheyenne Mountain Facility, a bunker that formerly served as the headquarters for the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD. The Cheyenne Mountain Bunker and the adjacent Peterson Air Force Base house, or have housed in the past, a number of federal disaster organizations, including FEMA and the U.S. Civil Defense National Warning Center. The logic behind putting these organizations and a huge controlling arm of the U.S. Air Force in this area is so that they could continue to operate in the event of some kind of cataclysm. Mount Cheyenne is equipped to house leaders of the U.S. military and government in a disaster scenario. It is exactly the kind of bunker that this theory proposes exists under the Denver airport. So, filling in the gaps here, there are definitely bunkers in Colorado. And yes, it's also possible that there is an itinerary that would have Air Force One land at Denver Airport before the president and any other leaders are transported to the safety of the bunker. Although that's just speculation with little in terms of actual evidence to back it up. But conspiracy theorists rarely suggest there's anything sinister about the Cheyenne Bunker, while the purported Denver Airport Bunker is treated as proof of the government's evil plans. Perhaps the fear and suspicion regarding the possible bunker underneath the airport is that we don't know its intended purpose. The Cheyenne Mountain Facility was built during the Cold War. 
Its purpose was almost certainly to protect personnel from a nuclear missile strike, rather than an undefined prophesied apocalypse. Whereas most of the construction for DIA was done after the collapse of the Soviet Union in the 80s and before the wave of anti-terrorism paranoia that followed 9-11. With no major enemies abroad, what would such a bunker be meant to protect people from? What don't we know? Next, we'll dive further into this theory and try to find out if there really is something hidden underground below the largest airport in the United States. Now, back to the story. Denver International Airport was infamous for its production woes long before any passenger airlines took off or landed on its tarmac. Even today, DIA is often associated with ballooning construction costs that led the airport to open both behind schedule and over budget. The fact that the airport's builders invested billions of dollars in systems, facilities, and entire buildings that it ended up not using has led to speculation that all that money and effort was going towards something else. One such theory asserts that DIA is actually sitting on top of some kind of bunker, though this one may actually be more a result of coincidental evidence. So the conspiracy in this case is a combination of the facts that A, there are known bunkers in Colorado, and B, there are tunnels underneath the DIA, and their purpose isn't explicitly known. That, combined with the $2 billion that the airport went over budget, leads some to the conclusion that DIA is sitting on top of more than just a failed underground baggage transport system. Much has been made about the mysterious tunnels underneath the Denver airport. There are two main tunnels, each around 7,000 feet long, though there have long been rumors that there are more. It has even been put forth that one such tunnel may serve as a secret passage to take people all the way to the Cheyenne Mountain bunker. Except Cheyenne Mountain is 100 miles away from DIA. To quote one government engineer when asked about the possibility, do you have any idea how expensive that would be? Cheyenne Mountain is a military base. In the event of a disaster, the president or other government officials could land Air Force One at a closer regional airport and then reach the facility via helicopter if there was a need. Thus, there would be no reason to land at DIA in the first place. Honestly, the perceived link between DIA and Cheyenne Mountain feels like it comes from people that don't actually know where these two places are on the map. The thing to remember about this particular theory is that it was popularized by Jesse Ventura's show. And Ventura specifically put forth that DIA was hiding a bunker meant to protect the elite in the event that the Mayan prophecy came true. Well, it's 2019. The world didn't end in 2012, as the Mayans predicted. Even if there was a bunker under DIA, the so-called elites who built it didn't even have their facts straight. It's kind of a side note here that the Mayan doomsday prophecy is actually broadly misinterpreted and does not really predict the end of the world. The entire conspiracy theory was just a big misunderstanding. Now, naturally, there could be some other kind of doomsday event we don't know about that the alleged bunker is meant to protect against. 
If it's anything like the Cheyenne Mountain facility, then this bunker would conceivably protect against all manner of catastrophes, including nuclear war. Jesse Ventura promised that they would revisit the story in December of 2012 to see if there were any new developments after the suspected doomsday had come and gone. But December of 2012, incidentally, was when Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura aired its last episode before the show was canceled. The Mayan prophecy may have been wrong, but at least something came to an end that month. After looking at the evidence, the theory that DIA is built on top of a doomsday bunker intended to house the elite during an apocalyptic event gets a 2 out of 10. The theories point to the existence of Cheyenne Mountain and the architectural mysteries of DIA as supporting evidence for this theory. Ironically, the existence of Cheyenne Mountain is part of what makes this theory less likely. Why spend billions to build a bunker? when another exists just 100 miles away. Too much of this theory is just focused on disparate facts with nothing more substantial to back them up. But that doesn't mean that there isn't something fishy going on beneath the surface of the DIA. Maybe the people behind the secrets of the DIA are a separate outfit from the US government. And maybe they're trying to tell us something. Jesse Ventura's 2010 episode of Conspiracy Theory helped popularize the Denver International Airport's reputation as a suspicious location. While the show ultimately provided little in terms of real explanations, the fact remains that there are a number of bizarre mysteries surrounding the airport. What do all those sinister murals mean? Is the layout of the airport itself a coded message? And what do the Freemasons have to do with this? Our second theory is that Denver International Airport is riddled with symbols left by the mysterious New World Order as a warning about something. The purpose of these secret messages varies depending on who you ask, but they have been believed to imply everything from how to join the mysterious organization to outlining a detailed plan to wipe out most of the human race and start a new society. To start off, let's talk briefly about the New World Order. Like the term elite that we've already described above, New World Order is something of an umbrella term centered around a network of rich, influential people who manipulate society in order to steer the direction of the world. The New World Order has been made somewhat synonymous with the Illuminati and the aforementioned Freemasons. Depending on who you ask, the New World Order's goals could be anything from establishing an atheistic dystopia to eradicating all of humanity so that the lizard people can finally roam the Earth uninhibited. As was the case with our first theory, this raises the possibility that the Denver airport hides some kind of vault or lair that the members of the New World Order will do something with. There's no clear intended purpose for the mysterious vault. It could be a bunker to wait out an apocalyptic event, as our previous theory stated, or it could be some kind of research center where the New World Order is developing sinister biological weapons to wipe out humanity and restart the Earth's ecosystem. Regardless of the intended purpose, let's take a look at all the various clues that may support or hinder this theory. Let's go back to that mysterious time capsule from 1994. 
The stone tablet featured the symbol of the Freemasons as well as the names of the two Masonic lodges in Colorado. This was because members of the lodges helped set the stone tablet before the commemoration ceremony. The tablet reads, The time capsule beneath this stone contains messages and memorabilia to the people of Colorado in 2094. The rest of the tablet is mostly taken up with names of the various officials who had a hand in the project. Below the Masonic symbols are the words, New World Airport Commission Contributors. Now, here's the thing. There is no such thing as the New World Airport Commission. There's no record of it anywhere beyond that specific tablet. The listed contributors, Martin Marietta Aeronautics, Fentress Bradburn Architects, and Zimmerman Metals, do all exist, and the airport has stated in the past that the New World Airport Commission was just a name that was decided on the day of carving to represent that collective group. That's kind of a bold move, to just decide on a group name right before it gets set in stone forever. The naming here and the obvious implication it carries has given rise to the belief that not only is some shadowy organization secretly operating from within the Denver airport, but that they're also trying to tell us something. And that's where all the bizarre art comes into play. Last week, we discussed the odd and unnerving mural, Children of the World Dream of Peace. Oh, that's the one that features depictions of children from all races and nationalities coming together to break a pile of swords over an anvil, which is situated on the corpse of a dead gas mask wearing Nazi stormtrooper, while another menacing Nazi looks on from the end of a far reaching rainbow. If you haven't seen the mural, just trust us that it's as weird as that description would imply. Leo Tanguma, the artist behind the mural, has spoken out about its meaning in the face of widespread confusion and discomfort with the imagery. Tanguma frames the mural's message as a simple one. It advocates for peace and global cooperation as a solution to violence and war. The menacing Nazi imagery is thus intended to represent the violence that we can eradicate with peace. What kind of makes sense, given that the mural features the Nazi figure literally stabbing at a dove with his sword. Not all art has to be subtle. Likewise, Tanguma's other mural at DIA, In Peace and Harmony with Nature, which features people and animals coming together in some kind of spiritual circle, is apparently just supposed to promote a more ecologically friendly mindset. It's hard to argue about the meaning behind a piece when the creator of said piece has come out and bluntly stated what the work means. Of course, more than one forum on the New World Order's involvement in the airport has argued that an all-powerful, shadowy organization would easily have the means to pay off Tanguma to say whatever they told him to. Of course, this begs the question, if this theory is true, then why would the New World Order allude to themselves in these murals and then have the artist deny the real message? Well, maybe part of the game is that to understand the symbols, you have to push past whatever lines are given as the truth. One big part of the New World Order mythology is that they exist behind the facade of society. Still, the Nazi imagery in particular is disturbing when you consider the other Nazi symbol that is inherent to the Denver airport. 
One of the earliest and biggest conspiracy theories about the airport has to do with the shape of its runways. We'll do our best to describe what the airport looks like from a God's eye view, but you should definitely look at the images yourself when you can. Denver International Airport features six runways, all of which spiral out in different directions, with one spreading north of the main concourse, one going east, two going south, and two going west. The runways are all about the same length, and the way they all spread out from the concourse at the center creates a kind of apex shape with four lines that stick out and then bend clockwise at right angles. In short, the runways kind of look like a Nazi swastika. Now, Nazis have long been tied into the New World Order conspiracy, given that both organizations feature strong totalitarian themes. The now common knowledge that the U.S. government secretly recruited Nazi scientists after the fall of the Third Reich, and that those same scientists went on to have prominent positions within NASA and the U.S. military, has provided some support to the idea that Nazis are influencing American society from the highest reaches of government. We spoke last week about how one big reason for the Denver airport's existence was that the runways at Stapleton International Airport were too close together and inhibited planes' ability to land in bad weather. Considering that, the spread of the Denver airport makes more sense. It's possible that the shape issue is just an unfortunate, if bizarre, coincidence. But again, the thing we keep coming back to with this conspiracy is that if we're dealing with an all-powerful shadow government, then any excuse or explanation the airport gives could plausibly be a cover-up. But you have to wonder, if there really is a Nazi-leaning secret society that's bent on conquering the world, would they really leave clues to their existence out in the open? Denver International is the 20th busiest airport in the world. It's not really the ideal place for your secret lair. Well, there's a hiding in plain sight argument here. After all, who would suspect a Nazi cabal to exist in an airport? But then again, why leave any indication that could lead someone to uncover the truth? Maybe all of it is a smokescreen, meant to distract us from what's really going on. And what's going on is, well... Weird. Even if there's no grand conspiracy behind all the odd bits and pieces that make up DIA, there are still a lot of unsettling things to consider. Coming up, we're going to explore the looser threads of the New World Order theory and try to determine what purpose these symbols and art pieces could really have, if they have one at all. Now, back to the story. The Denver airport is kind of a paradox when it comes to conspiracy theories. Yes, the site is the focal point of a large number of odd symbols and occurrences, but it's actually kind of difficult to wrap all of these up into one neat, coherent theory. As we've seen with Jesse Ventura's show and the conspiracy theorists who tout a belief in the New World Order, the more aspects of the Denver airport you try to compile into a single theory, the more unstable that theory becomes. Still, it can at times feel like we're being mocked by someone secretive who wants us to know that something is amiss while also ensuring that the whole conspiracy is so weird that no outsider would be able to make heads or tails of it. Consider some of the strangest permanent residents of DIA. 
Denver International Airport's baggage claim areas are host to two wacky-looking gargoyle statues, collectively called Notre Denver. With one situated on the west baggage claim and one on the east, these gargoyles bring a level of oddity to the entire baggage area. Traditionally, gargoyles were stone sculptures that adorned European cathedrals and castles to divert rainwater and ward off evil. But what evil could Notre Denver be trying to ward off? The official description of the gargoyles on the DIA website states that their purpose is to act as symbolic protectors to ensure that travelers and their luggage arrive safely. So they're the ones we should blame when we're stuck at baggage claim for a full hour after our plane lands. There's another theory that the website actually supports. The gargoyles are mocking reminders of the baggage transportation issues that plagued the airport during its construction. This is further emphasized by the fact that the two gargoyles of Notre Denver are both depicted as sitting inside open suitcases. In that sense, the gargoyles are a reminder of how the people behind the Denver airport reach for the stars and stumble just a little bit. Must be nice to be able to laugh at yourself after burning hundreds of millions of dollars on a fully automated baggage system that doesn't work. Once again, these gargoyles could be a totally harmless, albeit odd addition to DIA. Or they could mean something more. Consider what we just said. Gargoyles were originally stone sculptures that adorned the roofs of churches. Stone? So they were made by Freemasons. And since they were originally decorations for churches, they would have thus been associated with the Catholic Church, which in turn was linked to the Knights Templar, another ritual-focused secret society that comes up in discussions of the New World Order. And what could all that mean? Well, again, the conclusion is kind of vague. You can look at the various weird things in the Denver airport and identify them as weird, but it's harder to tie it all together into a larger meaning. One big snag in this overarching theory about the New World Order's relationship with the DIA is that question. Why? What do they want with the airport? What's the purpose of leaving behind all these weird signs and markers? There are some aspects of DIA that are believed to indicate that it is actually sitting on top of a biological weapon. Throughout the terminals, there are symbols emblazoned on the floor. Many are clearly not English letters, but some of the recognizable shapes include the phrase AUAG. Now, the explanation for these letters is that they are the periodic table notations for the elements of gold and silver. Given that the letters are framed in a simple drawing of a mining cart, and this is in Colorado, where mining is a major part of the economy, the gold and silver idea would seem to track. But AUAG could also be linked to a deadly strain of hepatitis, specifically the Australian antigen strain for which AUAG is a shorthand title. Thus, there are some who speculate the letters are proof that the Denver International Airport is the proposed ground zero for some kind of biological attack. But a vaccine for this particular strain of hepatitis was invented in the 1980s. As far as biological weapons go, it wouldn't be that effective. Plus, this theory presumes that the U.S. government would have a hand in the development and placement of the weapon. 
why would they put it in a busy national hub like Colorado, where it would do the most damage to Americans? If the Nazis or the New World Order are involved in this, as some suggest, maybe it would fly that DIA is the intended ground zero for some kind of man-made apocalypse. But again, there's no specific evidence of any shadowy organization's involvement. As for the other non-English symbols that pepper the floors of the airport, some have proposed that they're part of an alien language. They're not. They're actually letters from the Navajo language, included as a part of DIA's aim to pay a sort of cultural homage to the Native Americans of Colorado. The theory that DIA is actually instrumental in some kind of New World Order plot and that its myriad unexplainable quirks all play into some darker, sinister conspiracy gets a 4 out of 10. As we've said, we can't claim that everything is right and proper in the airport, but there's just too much there with not enough connective tissue to yield a meaningful hypothesis. One of the more interesting things about the conspiracies surrounding the Denver International Airport is how the leadership behind the airport has leaned into and even supported its mysterious reputation. In 2018, DIA entered into a billion-dollar renovation and expansion project, and it decided to have a little fun during the process. The signs they put up all over the airport featured taglines like remodeling the lizard people's lair and are we creating the world's greatest airport or preparing for the end of the world? Lizard people, naturally, is a wink at the theory that the Illuminati and or the New World Order are linked to an ancient super race of reptiles that control the world behind the scenes, or in this case, behind the construction walls of DIA. In 2019, they even put up a new gargoyle. And this one talks. Among the phrases it says are, Welcome to the Illuminati headquarters. It would seem that if any of these conspiracies were true, the airport wouldn't be so brazen about flouting them to the public. If anything, the bulk of the conspiracies about the Denver airport seem like odd quirks that keep the airport itself in the cultural conversation. And how many other airports can claim that? Whether you think DIA is actually a secret lair for a sinister cabal or just a weird airport, it's unlikely that any of these bizarre mysteries are ever going to be answered in a way that is definitive enough to appease conspiracy theorists. Barring the end of the world, it's likely that the Denver International Airport will continue to house Blucifer, the luggage gargoyles, and the mural of Nazis for all manner of travelers to behold. All we can do is bask in the weirdness and hope that we make that connecting flight. Thanks for tuning in to Conspiracy Theories. We'll be back Wednesday with a new episode. You can find more episodes of Conspiracy Theories, as well as all of ParCast's other shows, on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Several of you have asked how to help us. If you enjoy the show, the best way to help is to leave a five-star review. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll see you next time. Until then, remember, the truth isn't always the best story. And the official story isn't always the truth.
Conspiracy Theories was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the Parcast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Paul Mahler. Additional production assistance by Maggie Admire and Carly Madden. Conspiracy Theories is written by Colin McLaughlin and stars Molly Brandenburg and Carter Roy. Thank you.